Welcome to the Coach and Doc Podcast, hosted by Coach Chris Cutcliffe and Dr. Hunter Taylor. Our mission is to bring you insight from the best of the best in the coaching profession. If you'd like to learn more about the work we do at Coach and Doc, please visit our website, www.coachanddoc.com. Thank you so much for joining us on the Coach and Doc Podcast. Our next guest is Coach Toyel Wilson, Assistant Coach and Recruiting Coordinator for the University of Michigan's women's basketball team. Coach Wilson is in her second year in Ann Arbor, where the Lady Wolverines are currently ranked number 12 in the country, which is a program best. I got to know her at her previous stop when she was a star assistant coach at Baylor University. In her six years with the Lady Bears, they won six conference championships and the 2019 national championship. Coach Wilson is also the former head coach for Prairie View A&M's women's team, where she led them to three straight SWAC tournament championships and NCAA tournament appearances. She's a proud Jersey girl, a proud Manhattan Jasper, and I know she's an even prouder mom. Coach, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Doc and Chris, you guys. Um, I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm so excited. Uh, what you guys are doing are, is amazing. Um, helping organizations, teams, just to grow and um, just to navigate this kind of double life we're living with the sports on the field and off the field and how hard it is for these kids and even coaches just to navigate this life, especially during a pandemic. So, um, but I'm excited to be on tonight. Awesome. Oh, thank you. This is a treat for us to learn from you. So, <laughs> all right. So I mentioned to you before that we were doing this three-part series on the role of the top advisor, the number two recruiting coordinator, associate head coach, whatever you want to call it. You're in this role for Coach Rico. And I feel like a theme that has emerged from our prior research on what makes someone good in this role is a great two-way trust between the person and we'll call it the CEO. What made you feel comfortable in Coach Rico to take on this new role? I mean, the first thing was that I previously know Coach Rico when on the road recruiting. She's like a New York, New Jersey girl. So we had some similar people, acquaintances and coaches that we knew. Um, I saw her on a recruiting trail. They actually came out twice to play in the NCAA opening round tournament in Waco. So, I mean, her kids came up to the office because they loved Coach Mulkey. And so we had we had a prior relationship. Um, but when I was first contacted about it, I definitely had to do my research. Um, I wanted to make sure I was going somewhere that could be successful on the level that we were at Baylor. Um, but what I actually, actually found out is that she was – she's one of six coaches with 12 straight 20 win seasons. So winning mattered to me. And you know, since I was at Baylor, like you just said, <laughs> that mattered to me. And when I saw that, I was like, whoa, she's with, there with Gino Mulkey, Gary Blair, Brenda Freeze, and Tara Von Vanderveer. So mm -hmm. I'm like, those are great coaches. You just don't know because it's up in the Midwest and you don't, you don't think, of, you think of Michigan, what do you think of Tom Brady? You know, you think of football, the Fab Five. Mm -hmm. um, so the women's team, they had just won the WNIT. Um, and they've been winning, and they're just a couple pieces away from getting to that next step, the Sweet 16s, the Elite 8s. Um, so that was my big thing. I think I had to make sure that I was going somewhere where they valued um, winning. Um, they had the pieces to be successful. Um, the other thing they say is leaders and best at the University of Michigan. So not only the best on the court, but leaders off the court. We have the biggest alumni base. Um, so I was learning all that as I was going through the process. And so I thought it would be a perfect um situation to to not only bring the experience that I've already had, but also to help them get to where they want to get to. And that's the national championship level. I'm going to add one thing before Chris takes this next question, but we actually had uh, a Michigan alum on a podcast 
what, five months ago? Not even that. And he had played, he was a co-captain on the national championship football team. Wow. But, But even more than football, he spoke at length. I mean, he was a great speech just about the virtues that are embedded in that campus. Yep. Different. So it's amazing. And then the Miami Dolphins, you know, he's the owner is a Michigan alum. So he has the business school is painted like the colors of the Miami Dolphins. I mean, it's amazing. Like when you actually, and obviously we're in the South, I say we, cause we were in the South. You don't know anything about a Midwest school until you actually dive into it. So it was, it's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, you're right, uh, Hunter. I, there's a lot of, a lot of similarities already with Dr. Mays and what you're saying, coach Wilson. So, Hey, I know before the, the pandemic hit, uh, the Naismith Hall of Fame was set to induct a star-studded class, Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett, and Kim Mulkey. Mm-hmm. And you got to work for Coach Mulkey for six years. And I'm just mm-hmm. curious what you felt like you learned the most from her. Um, competitiveness, obviously winning. Look, I mean, I, I know they can't see it, but this is the championship, <laughs> national championship. You know I had to do it, Taylor. You know I had to yeah, do it. I know, I know. No, hey, Coach, I, I had to, Doc. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, toughness attention to detail like every little detail um giving your best every day and just like overall greatness like i've learned little things big things everything in the middle um from the little things of making sure all the kids um are wearing the same thing to on the bench the person in the middle is the point guard and to your right is the two and three and to your left is the four and five and so like in the middle is always the point guard because they're looking at the head coach but just little things that i can learn and take with me when i become a head coach again Hey everyone, while these podcasts are a blast to make, they're also a lot of work. And we want to thank Team Funded and Guardian Caps for sponsoring our first series. Want to put the power of fundraising in the palm of your hand? Check out teamfunded.com, the number one rated mobile app fundraiser. Powered by T-Extreme, they give you the fundraising tools you need right on your mobile advice so you can fund your organization anytime, anywhere. As a football coach, I know firsthand that player safety is a concern for coaches across the country. Guardian caps bring a padded soft shell technology to the outside of the decades old hard shell helmet design and reduce up to 33% impact. Worn by programs such as Clemson, Oklahoma, Texas, Washington, and over 2000 high schools, including Oxford High School, Guardian caps goal is simple, to reduce impact one hit at a time. Check them out at guardiancaps.com. Well, to take that uh, to take that question a step further, mm-hmm. you know, Coach Brock obviously has served as as Kim's associate head coach mm-hmm. number two for 15 years now. Incredible! What have you taken from him that you've tried to do in your current position? Um, I mean, Coach Brock is like he was like like another father to me. He has a great heart. He always gave me little advice when I first got there from on the court and in life. Um, he knew not to take things too serious, but he mainly worked with the post players. So for me, I was working with the guards, but I always wanted to know like and do things with Lauren and Kalani and all the great posts that came through there, uh, Nina Davis. Um, so I always watched what he did or asked him if he needed any help with anything. And it's crazy because now I coach the bigs at Michigan. So the kid that had 50 the other night, you know, we were watching film just a couple days before, hey, they're going to take away your right hand. They're going to take away your left. This on the block. You might have to face up. You might have to do a reverse. So I implemented a lot of things that I learned at Michigan from Coach Brock. I mean, from Baylor that I learned from Coach Brock and implemented a lot of those things I learned from him and brought it to Michigan. So he's been, I mean, he's been amazing. Just just taught me so much. And he has a, his pedigree is, yeah. I mean, he only want to tell me, you don't want to know his age, but he has been around basketball all his life. And I've learned so much in those six years. 
I got to tell this one funny story. And I don't know Coach Brock like mm-hmm. you do, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was always kind to us when we were walking through. But I remember Coach McCaslin one day walks in the back and, and you know, like, like all those JUCO background guys, <laughs> yeah. such pride. And, you know, I, I, you know, I coach through the juke. That's the toughest way to go about this thing. Yep. And he goes, he, he said, I walked in and he goes, Brock's out there in his car laying down in the back seat reading the newspaper he goes that is a juco coach right there like he's oh, waiting for a tournament to end that's for sure before he enters the <laughs> oh that's a great story you know he reads it every morning like he has every paper and he just has it on his desk in the office and reads everything he does not go like internet he's not into that he's old school <laughs> like you know how old school coaches yeah. are but i believe that story like coach mac i mean i believe that story <laughs> that's great <laughs> All right, so coach, you mentioned, you know, you've been a head coach before. And uh, so when you take on that role of head coach again, uh, do you plan on incorporating this type of role on your staff, you know, an associate head coach, recruiting recruiting coordinator, like a designated number two mm-hmm. in command? Mm-hmm. Um, well, when I first became a head coach, I didn't have a, an, um, an associate head coach. I think with that, it depends on like the hire. Um, I think someone with like that tenure and that experience and um, where they've been that long road, you know, like Coach Brock has been with Coach for 15 years, you know, so he was long tenured. He'd been a head coach. He had been a head coach. But I don't think necessarily like an associate that title gives you like shows your quality, you know, Um, recruiting coordinator. Obviously, that's more of a definite position at most universities. Um, because that person has that title of doing to help and distribute what the duties are for each coach. And um, usually that's more of the title, but definitely like I think both of those positions um, would be needed at a university, not needed, but wanted at a university when you're a head coach. Um, but I definitely think it, it it's, depends on the hire. You've been on multiple staffs now. You've also been a head coach. Take that question a step further. Mm-hmm. What would you look on? What would you look for? If, if you're in the seat that you're trying to build a staff around you uh, to complement, you know, what you offer and, mm-hmm. you know, provide some different things to the staff. Mm-hmm. I would definitely see their proven work um, their Why, like, why do you want to coach? What is your reason that you want to coach? Um, I always ask myself, and when your why changes and you don't know what that is, then you're in the wrong business. Um, they're hardworking and never ending mentality. Definitely like there's no ceiling. Like you never have a stoppage. You're always willing to grow, always willing to learn, always willing to get better. Um, be an expert in something. Um, if it's recruiting, if it's guard player development, these kids nowadays want to be developed because <laughs> they want to play at the next level. So for me, I always preach my player development, how we get better, how this person got better from year one to year two to year three. Um, be a good communicator. Um, a sense of urgency, meaning like you're never just comfortable. You always want to say like, I have that sense of urgency. There's not someone beat me out of my recruiting or someone player development kid better than me. Um, I think, and then the most important I would definitely say is like, act like you're the head coach um, that knows like what it takes to be successful and to be actually put yourself in the shoes of a head coach and think like a head coach, act like a head coach, you know, recruit like a head coach. Um, so I definitely say those are some characteristics and things I'd look for. Even when I was the youngest, I think I was the youngest head coach um, in the NCAA tournament my first year at Prairie View at 23, I think, Jeez. 24. Yeah. So, wow. um, yeah, so I was like 24, 25, the youngest head coach in the, in the NCAA tournament uh, to coach. And so those are the things I looked, even looking as a, for, as a head coach looking for assistance, I was looking for those type of people. 
Yeah, no doubt. So, hey, I'd love we can kind of switch gears for just a minute. If you could talk about, uh, you know, what, what the change in setting has been like for you personally, going from Baylor where you won the conference championship every year, uh, built to winning a national championship. Uh, you know, now you're in Ann Arbor and you're, and you're taking, helping take that program to places it's never been before. So mm-hmm. could you talk a little bit about maybe the difference between those two experiences, you know, and that, that type of setting that you're in? Well, Chris, the first thing I'm going to say is the weather. Although y'all just got some snow too, you know. Hey, Doc, I saw y'all up in the snow. They know what to do. I know. The first drastic change, I would say, is the weather. But, I mean, I I was in Texas for 13 years, so I was was really spoiled. I might be in East. Everyone's always like, you're from the East Coast, but I was in Texas for 13 years. Y'all don't understand. Mm -hmm. So, but, um, no, I have the correct wardrobe now. Wardrobe, so I'm okay. Uh, I think like the big thing is the challenge is to get this. I like challenges to get to where someone has never been. So for me, I looked at it as a challenge. Um, but also, like I already told you, it's like exciting to see these kids grow um, on and off the court. And and here at Michigan, they say we're the mid, the Stanford of the Midwest. So we're basically like an Ivy League. And it's so fun to recruit kids that are high academic kids that value education as much as they do value on the court you might get to some schools the bare minimum is the ncaa and you're just getting kids that just want to play basketball and don't care about you know just get by but here at michigan you have to have being the top percent we don't get that okay you're an ncaa you know in the ncaa level act sct i mean kids here are getting 1400s 1500s on the sat i mean they're getting high 30s 30 28 um, but it's so fun to recruit kids that value that, and we're able to, you know, go back and say, "Listen, you have six hundred thousand alumni out there, and when when you're done, your daughter's done playing basketball, she's doing one of three things: grad school, playing pro, or she has a job already. So they're not coming back home to sit on the couch after they play the season over in Europe and come home and sit and don't know what they want to do. We're setting them up. The other thing is, we are the only school that has. Um, an athletic academic center. So we're setting you basically a career center. So we're the only school in the country that has a career center just for athletes. So we're setting them up freshman year resume, internships with Nike, with Jordan, with Google, with Amazon, with Ford. And so they actually are doing those. We set a time, we can't even have school in the summer for two weeks where these kids are supposed to do internships or do things for their job. So I think that's really cool that, you know, we're invested in, in their life, not just with basketball. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You need to tell your dad that, Chris. Yeah, that's uh, good stuff. Yeah. Um, all right, we're going to finish with a little rapid-fire closing round. Okay. I'm going to ask you a couple questions, and mm-hmm. I want you to say the first thing that comes to mind. Quick okay. answer. Last book you read? Um, no Excuses, I would say, by Brian Tracy. I don't know if y'all ever heard about it, but it's it's about the power of self-discipline. It's a really good book, and it's an easy read if y'all – I know, Hunter, I always look on your – IG, you always have books. You're like complete, 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 complete. So I've got a little more time than you. So <laughs> I have bus rides now that the budget is a little smaller. <laughs> I do too now. <laughs> All right, next one. I, I already know the answer to this one. But okay. I just want to hear you say this. Who would you rather announce a game that you're coaching in, Rebecca Lobo or Fran Fraschilla? Fran Fraschilla, that's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> we go way back to Manhattan, Manhattan Jasper days. We're like family. He looks out for me. He checked up. Every time he was commentating one of y'all games at Baylor, Toya, you around? I want to say, hey, come see my wife. You know, come see my kids. I mean, that's family right there. Manhattan. I know yep. That. 
toughest, te- <laughs> toughest team to scout when you were in the Big 12. I'm not going to say Big 10 because I don't want you to leak anything out. But okay. toughest, toughest team to scout when you were in the Big 12. Iowa State because they play junk defenses. Um, they're hard matchups because they all can shoot the three. Um, Bill Finley is a great X and O's coach. He's a great guy. That that dude, he's doing a great job. I mean, he's the last. He's be, beaten coach the last two times. Yeah. So definitely Iowa State. Favorite venue to play or coach a basketball game? I've coached in Jerry's World, so that was kind of cool. It was huge. We played actually. Wow. We had a triple overtime with Kentucky. I don't know if you remember that, Hunter. I remember it because okay. it was right before. Because yeah. it, yeah, it <laughs> no one came. It was like that snowy, like. Yes. yes. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, but, like, if you had to say now, obviously, I love Chrysler Center, the history with the Fab Five. The fans are, like, right on top of you. The Mage Rage. Um, the Chrysler Center is awesome. Like, you guys got to get to a game. If you ever, once COVID's over, y'all want to come out, let me know. Football game, I get tickets. Y'all ever want to come, let me know. Best place to eat in Ann Arbor. Um, I like two places. Uh, Cuisina is a Greek restaurant. It's kind of like a Greek version of Chipotle, but I get this chicken bowl with feta, cucumbers, rice, tomato, this sauce, this homemade like tzatziki sauce. So good. Um, then the staple here is like the um, Zingerman's restaurant. It's almost like an American like comfort food, but it's only like in Detroit or Michigan. So I would say Zingerman's restaurant. Um, but I cook a lot. So that's like my favorite thing. I don't really eat out a lot. I, I'm a cooker. <laughs> Like so it. what's the best meal that you cook? Let's let's turn the tables um, a little bit. I would say Chrissy Teigen's uh, chicken Milanese stuffed chicken. Okay. Check it out. It's so good. Okay. I like it. So good. <laughs> Toriel, thank you so much for joining us. On awesome. This. No problem. Big fan. Yeah, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for listening to the Coaching Doc Podcast. Uh, we know there are a lot of podcasts out there, so we're grateful that you chose ours. If you'd like to learn more about the work that we do, please visit our website. It is at coachingdoc.com. Thanks again.